as we venture into the murky waters of everything you've been told never to bring up at holiday dinner. You'll meet a guy, someone you can trust, a battle-tested, common-sense leader who knows that an extra pair of dry socks just might save your life. That wise old sage has arrived, and he is shouting the Schmidt Show battle cry. Schmidt heads unite! Good morning, good afternoon. Time appropriate greetings, depending on where in the world, the country, the universe you happen to be listening to the Schmidt Show podcast. It could be thousands of years from now, and you're listening to us. You know, on star date twelve seven eight four QR or something what? like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, let's start with this. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be so back. I've been on, I've been on like a, a multi week hiatus. You have been busy as yeah. I have been. The last couple of weeks have been borderline nightmarish. For so me. you're you're busy doing. Uh, you're busy with shotgun stuff. Yes, my and trap and shooting shoot stuff, trap. and then and then I'm busy with with self stuff. Yeah, it's, get everything set up and you know, ready to go. It's it's interesting. The the it, it seems like summer is supposed to be that time of rest and relaxation and all that kind of stuff, um, but it's not been that yet for me because I you know and and don't get me wrong, I love doing this stuff. My son and I shoot trap. We started in February this year. We went down you and I you and I and my son actually all went down together. Went down to uh, Arizona, shot in a trap competition in Tucson, shot in the snow for the first time in Tucson, Arizona. So that was interesting. Um and had actually had an event get snowed out that we couldn't shoot in because it was snowing in Tucson. The one lady at the um the one lady at um what was the name of that place? Dunkin' Donuts. She was not happy about the fact that it snowed in Tucson. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I wouldn't be either if I lived in Tucson. So uh yeah, so we we did that. We my son actually finished his high school trap competition uh regular season, so to speak, this year. He finished first on his team. He was first in his conference, first in his class. Um, and third overall in state out of 1,600 kids, so pretty proud dad there. Um, he had an average of 23.85, I think, was his was his average. Um, separating him and first place was less than a half a target, so uh, he did pretty, pretty darn good this year. So he's got a state tournament coming up. Uh, in a couple of weeks, actually, Father's Day, it was well, when we'll be shooting that. Interesting thing, though, my son and I are actually heading on a a uh, road trip. We're leaving on Thursday for a road trip um, to go to Washington State. I don't know that I've mentioned this on the podcast. I've talked about it at great length on the on the terrestrial show, and I just don't think I've actually gotten to it. Um, on the podcast here, we are going out to Washington State to Linwood, Washington, a suburb of Seattle on the north end of Seattle to pick up a vehicle that I purchased. I bought a 1985 Toyota pickup. Um, it's kind of my unicorn truck. Minus. Have you talked about this on the show? I've talked about it on my radio show quite a bit. So I don't he straight think up talked went about fangirl it. when we were in Fargo yes. and came oh, across this truck. This. So what what might happen is that you video have, might surface its say, way to Twitter or something. Yeah, I do, <laughs> I do, and it might have to maybe make its way to some sort of Schmidt show. Uh, yeah, social media. Yes, yeah, so I totally forgot about how excited I was about that. So I found a a, a truck in in um, I found a truck in Fargo, North Dakota. 
an 85 Toyota pickup like I wanted. It was original, same color as the original one that I had and everything. Um, except it was had it been it was all restored. Fact, it was it was it was it was um it was came from the factory in puke yellow white. Yeah, kind yeah. of a yeah, off eggshell white and yeah. that's even puke, a weird yeah, it's a technical. kind of ugly color, but yeah, it was uh it only had 48,000 original miles on it, but it had all been restored and the guy was asking $16,500 for it, which was way 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 more money than I was willing to spend. Uh but I did find one out in Washington. It's a Marty McFly kind of truck. If you remember the truck that he got in Back to the Future. Um and I got it I used to own one in Colorado Springs. I bought this one for $500. I was going to fly out and drive it back. That did not uh, pan out as well as I'd hoped, simply because the truck has over 400,000 miles on it. Uh, The brakes appear to be a little bit sketchy. um, And I didn't want to drive through the mountains with a 400,000-mile 30-year-old truck with sketchy brakes. So, <laughs> so we are we're renting a, a little tow dolly and we're gonna my son and I are gonna road trip out to Washington, pick it up and drive it back. So that's what we're doing next week. We leave on Thursday um, to do that. So speaking though of Washington and Seattle, that's where I wanted to kind of kick off the Schmidt show today um, and talk a little bit about the fact that Amazon Prime or Amazon Prime, Amazon is being I don't want to say hit with um, um, antitrust laws or or um, monopoly laws or anything like that, but there is a possibility of some of this stuff um, picking up. Amazon could face some scrutiny as both Google and some others may as well. So antitrust regulators have have put Amazon, I guess, kind of under watch. Um, of the Federal Trade Commission and Google, for whatever reason, under the Justice Department. So I want to talk not necessarily about the specifics of the case, Noah, the specifics of the the discussion of Amazon and antitrust, but kind of the general concept of this. Because I have been, for a long time, kind of um, anti-antitrust, if you will. I've always felt like if you can build a better product, well, then build a better product. The reason that, you know, this, that, or the other um, business or this, that, or the other product or this, that, or the other uh, service that was available out there, whether it was something like Google or or Uber or Amazon or Microsoft or whatever, the, the, if, if there was a better product out there, then they would compete. They would, they would, they would take it to Amazon. But the more I, I studied Google, the more I started looking into it and, and seeing how Amazon is doing business and things like that, I'm beginning to wonder, is it maybe time to start looking at some of this antitrust stuff? For example, Google. Google controls and, of course, owns YouTube. Um, and they use or control or own, is it AdSense? Is that the Google one? What's the Google one? Is it AdSense? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one they own. Mm-hmm. And so the only way you can advertise on YouTube is less is through um AdSense. And they get to control essentially everything from from the advertisement to the content to the distribution and all of that kind of stuff from top to bottom. And it makes it very hard for someone to compete because if I want to advertise with a YouTube channel, which is becoming very, very popular, you're seeing more and more of this kind of thing happen where the, uh, what's the guy, Linus from Linus Tech Tips, you're seeing more and more in in episode or in content 
ad stuff and less and less um, ad revenue from Google and things like that. So the the question I guess that I would have for you, Noah, is do you think, or or from your perspective, and, and you are, um, and part of the reason I kind of want to talk to you about this is because you are... Um, specifically kind of an anti, I don't want to say anti big corporation guy, but you like the whole idea of, uh, you know, open source kind of stuff, user generated. You're, you're not a big fan of, you know, the Microsofts and things like that, but yeah. at the same time you use Amazon prime and, right. and all those sorts of things as well. So here's, here's, I think let's, you have start, unique- let's start, let's dispel this myth, right? A lot of people say, I'm not a big corporate guy. I'm a small business guy. Well, as a small business guy, you know what my dream as a small business guy is? To someday be a big corporate guy. Right. That's what small businesses want to be. They right. want to continue to grow and hope. And it, so it's it's disingenuous. Right. Anybody that says, I'm a small business guy, I'm not a big corporate guy. If they had the opportunity to grow their small business into a large multi-million dollar corporation that would be, you know, uh, you right. know span nations or at least states, yeah. every small business owner in the world would do that. Right. And that was kind of why I wanted to get your perspective on this, because I would guess that 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 Noah uh, Chalaya of AltaSpeed Technologies would love to one day, if if the stars aligned and the moon was right and and you combed your hair just the right way that morning, you would love to become the next, you know, right, Jeff exactly. Bezos right. worth $150 so I, billion. I, I, just, I want to open that discussion by being honest and saying I don't have anything against big corporations as far as the open source thing. Uh, my it, it I, And I know this, you know, we're talking more political here, but it, it comes down to this. If I purchase a CD from you, if I mm-hmm. purchase a a, 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 a a compact disc, right, and it's got music on it, I can do whatever I want with that disc, right. Uh, you don't get to tell me what I can do with it after I've purchased it, right? I right. can play it in my car, I can play it in my home, I can play it, I can load it to a friend, yeah. Uh, we, I can put that CD wherever I want. I can, I, I own that CD for the rest of my life, right? right? You can never take it back from me because I purchased it. The problem as it relates to software is, um, you can purchase software. And spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars on it, and then in a couple months later, just because they can just decide you can't use it anymore, right. and sometimes they won't even decide you can't use it. Sometimes the company that makes it will go out of business, and then because of activation services, you're not able to use that software. It's not anybody tried to keep you from it. It's just that you can't. Right. And I don't agree with that. I don't think that's right. That I should spend twenty thousand dollars on something and I don't get to use it. Right. So open source prevents that from yeah, happening. Could you imagine buying a, a forty thousand dollars Chevy pickup or whatever and driving it down the road one well, day and it just shuts guess off? What? Guess right. what? Guess what? It's Te- happening. Tesla does that. Yeah. You don't own the technology that exists inside of a Tesla. Right. You rent that, or not rent it, but you have an agreement to right. use it from Tesla, and they can revoke that user agreement yeah. at any time. So just kind of bring it back on topic, though. The as it relates to to uh, to corporations, I don't have a problem with big corporations. Right. I have a problem with companies like Amazon because they want to use their, I guess, power and right. their money to try to prevent other people from exercising or believing what they want to exercise or believe. And right. that I have a problem with. And I guess my thought, like with with Google and and some of these others, whether it's Amazon now, like uh, I, I just recently I ordered my my I injured my foot, so I ordered one of those walking boots off of Amazon, and my son said, "Well, just order it the the one day Prime because if you order it one day Prime." That'll come from the Amazon, the little Amazon truck. Sure, like they've purchased their own own fleet of trucks, and they don't mm-hmm. even need to use uh, UPS or FedEx or anything anymore. Which, of course, lowers their cost because they own the distribution network now. And and I I begin to wonder at some point is it is it 
is it hindering competition? If if we buy all the stuff that we buy off of Amazon and they've set up warehouses across the country where we can get all of our stuff in one day, because now that's the big deal with with Prime, right? Mm-hmm. If you're an Amazon Prime deal or Amazon Prime customer, you not just get the free day, free two day shipping, but now mm-hmm. it's free one day. All right, let I me ask you. Today, let me, I get it tomorrow. Let me, let me ask you this: Do you think in the nineteen or late nineteen eighties, early nineteen nineties, that the telephone poles workers union thought it was an unfair competition, or that it limited competition for iPhones to come out and not use telephone poles with telephone mm, wires? Yeah. I mean, that is innovation. Yep, that's how we move forward. Right. And is it fair to? I mean, the point. I mean, imagine this: Imagine if I went to the federal government and said that I want to start a rotary phones company. Right, and I want them to give me a grant, or I want them to give me—I want them to protect my right to manufacture rotary, rotary phones, phones because that's the product that I want to make. Right. What if nobody wants to buy that product? Yeah. What if nobody wants to? What if you know? There's all this talk about preserving small business and preserving local. What if society no longer wants to buy a screwdriver from a hardware store down the street? What if right. they don't want to walk in and see Bob at the hardware store and right. Bob tells you that this one screwdriver here, that's the best one that I've ever had in the shop. And for the last 35 <laughs> right. years, I've had this one in my toolbox. Like, what if I just want to go to Amazon and pick yeah. out a cheaper screwdriver and have it delivered to my door and maybe it'll break, but then I'll just order another one right. and it'll show up. What see, if we've and, changed? And this is, and this is where I kind of struggle with this is it, the idea that, that we, we are, Essentially, we're moving into an entirely new world that even guys as young as you and I, I'm only 43, you're what, 36, 35, 34? 32. 32. I mean, even guys as young as you and I, we remember a day when Amazon wasn't a thing. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. like when, when there well, was no Amazon. I remember when Amazon first started and it was a place to buy books, books. online. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, like, yeah. So so the idea that, that we're moving forward, and, and I love Amazon. I order stuff from Amazon all the time. It's, yeah, so this isn't, this isn't me beating on Amazon, but I think there is an argument to be made. You know, maybe, maybe... Like say with so let's let's go back to the Google example and then I'll come back around to Amazon. But let's go with the Google example. So let's do we do we force Amazon to give up control of or uh, Google to give up control of YouTube to separate those two companies from each other. So where if if Google wants to um, have a video, uh, whatever their YouTube Rewind or whatever they do, that has to be produced by. Google or it has to be produced and they essentially pay YouTube just like you and I would pay YouTube yeah. to to distribute it. Do so we, I think do we it's force comical. them to separate out AdSense as to be a separate company no. and allow YouTube to, or allow me to start up AdSense Junior as a different company and compete with AdSense on YouTube's platform. No, and I and I actually think it's comical that we st- again we're working off an outdated model. The model that government and policy and there is this higher ruling class of people that can decide for everybody else what's going to happen that model does not work on the internet mm-hmm. and it's funny i i've watched that model fail time and time again and yeah. yet we still have those conversations yeah. we're still sitting here in 2019 and you and i are having a conversation if that's the right model to go down and let me tell you why it won't work okay you let's just say for example <clears throat> you split youtube and, and google up youtube is its own company Google is its own company AdSense and Google starts company and, and Google starts this right. new thing called Google videos. Okay. Guess mm. what happens? Everybody on the internet in about 35 seconds goes, Oh, that's new YouTube is the Google uh, videos. Oh, okay. Sounds good. 
And, and now we go to videos.google.com yeah. instead of youtube.com and everything goes right back yeah. to the way it was. And and Google creates some sort of platform where you can co- copy all of your subscribers of over to Yeah, of course. And my phone just <laughs> My phone just started freaking out cuz it heard me talking about Google and oh, was sure. trying to tell me what it want, ask me for help. But but yeah, the, it's an outdated model. The idea that you're going to be able to control other people yeah. and that you're going to be able to pull the wool and you're going to be able to make a decision that they're going to have to conform to, that model doesn't yeah. work on the internet and it never has. That's that's and I think this is where because I'm I'm in this mindset as well. So I'm kind of pointing the finger at myself when I say this is we're we're not talking about Amoco oil or Standard Oil owning the railroads and owning the the rails and owning the 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 tank cars and all that kind of stuff. And the only people that can ship Amoco oil or Standard Oil is the Standard Oil train company or whatever. And we can't just say, well. You have to allow, we're going to force you to allow, you know, BNSF and Sioux Line Railroad and, and Canadian Pacific and, and all of these other um, rail companies to ship your oil as well. It doesn't quite, it's not quite so concrete on the internet, is it? Not at all. Is, I, not, and I, I don't, not, not as it's so much, I don't want to mix words. It's not like it's, it's not so much on the internet. It doesn't work at all. All on the internet mm, at all right. like it's not possible to control people like that and i and i think it's re- i think it's funny because the internet has been around for you know 40 plus years and i think we're still having trouble accepting that we live in a world where you don't get to tell me what i can do and right. you know it's funny too the eu is struggling with this right, right? with all of their yep. censorship and stuff like that guess what that's doing it, oh, it's, well, I mean, it's uh, killing the internet well, it's killing innovation well here's the thing here's what's funny vpn subscriptions are up Right. Other than that, not much has changed. Right. People still have access to it because yep. you can't you can't control. And let me tell you something. If you could somehow find a way to control the Internet, people would leave the Internet. Yep. You know, and they would go to peer to peer type connections. So it's not do, possible. So how do we then because it does concern me a little bit that if you want to be a content creator mm-hmm. and you want to create video content that that, you know, guys like whether it's MKBHD or whether it's a. a a fun type channel like Dude Perfect or whether it's a, a, mm-hmm. a, a science channel like Veritasium or some of these others. Like if you want to produce content, you kind of have to do it through YouTube. Not Well, you know, yes I, and I know no. you don't I, have to, but yes and no. I mean, so, so to answer your question directly, I guess if you want to create content and you don't want to be on YouTube because you have an objection to them for some reason, right. then I guess you're setting up a peer tube instance, but the technology exists for you to set up right. your own thing. Now, do you have the discoverability of YouTube? No. Are you going to get the backing of Google? No. Are you going to get the social media integration that Google has leveraged? No, right. but that's the free market. You get right. to choose. You want to be on a platform that has all of those tie-ins and you want to take advantage of all Google's resources, well, you got to play by their rules. And people like you and me don't often agree with Google's right. rules. So how do we, though, then protect that as a, as a nation in the United States, one of the things that we have held, I don't know, dear or, or whatever you want to call it, as a, as a value is this, the, the, the time that we believe, I guess, that federal government stepping in or any government stepping in is to protect the, the and I don't even want to say rights, but to protect the individual from the, the communal, if you yeah, will. Sure. And so it, it does concern me a little bit, especially as a conservative, right? I, I'm afraid, and we've seen this happen, incredible 
amount of times over the last several weeks. We've mm-hmm. seen conservative voices um, censored on YouTube, censored on Facebook, censored on Twitter. Um, and all of these companies are beginning, like if you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram because Facebook and Instagram are tied together. You know, Twitter, they're still kind of separate, but how long till they get swallowed up by, you know, a Google or a YouTube or a Facebook or something like that. And then when, when the only voices heard is control, only voices that are heard are controlled by Google and what they believe about the world that seems to me to put us in a dangerous place. Now, mm-hmm. I'm also a firm believer that the the, the 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 folks that have the right message will figure out a way to get that message out. Yeah, I mean, I think as conservatives, we tend to really value the electoral college, and unfortunately, we don't have an electoral college on the internet. Right, it's a pure democracy. Right, the loudest voices win. Yeah, uh, and so the, and so just like I would tell progressive Democrats that they need to learn to accept the fact that in the United States, it doesn't matter how many popular votes you get. You have to respect the electoral college. What I would tell anybody that says that they have concerns over the internet is you've got to learn to live in a pure democracy. And yeah, it is. It's mob rules. And sometimes that works in our favor and sometimes it doesn't. What you'll notice is you notice that the, the, the white supremacists and the racists and stuff like that, everybody there's, it's it's such an interesting it's such an interesting thing that has occurred because on one hand you have nobody trying to advocate that that they get shut down. I've never right. seen anybody advocate that the government step in and shut websites down or right. anything like that. At the well, same time, though, the radical left has but. Well, right, but I'm saying on the internet, right. But at the same time, though, you see levels of doxing and hacking. I mean, if you're a white supremacist and you want to run a website. God help you because your bank account is probably going yep. to get hacked. Your house is going to get hacked. Your, every family member you're going to have is going to get like yep. there. There are people that they dedicate it. their whole lives to hacktivism. Yeah. Right. And so that kind of stuff happens. So it they it's interesting. They'll stand up for your quote unquote right free from the government. But there is a they are going to self police. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to, and you've got to learn to live in that world. And I, I, and I agree with you a hundred percent on that. I guess my concern is, um, how do we prevent that sort of, of mob mentality from taking us? How do we prevent Excuse it? Me, yeah, just okay. Um, how do we, how do we prevent that mob mentality from taking us? <laughs> sneezed again from taking us in a very dangerous direction because that 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 genuinely does worry me i don't think you can i'm a huge i'm a huge gun advocate Mm -hmm. i i've talked about this to the point where like the the shooting that happened in in virginia last was a friday it happened literally as within minutes as i was going off the air on my terrestrial show so i didn't get a chance to talk about it on friday but like i don't even want to have that conversation all right so here's a really really uh, edgy question to ask you. Okay. If the majority of people want to do any given thing, regardless of how terrible or how horrible it is, why should we stop them? Um, Cause you can't go to religion because right. religion doesn't exist on the internet. Right. You can't go to morality because morality is subjective and doesn't exist on the internet. Everybody right. creates their own. So in that world, if there's any one, you take any given thing, if enough, if the majority of people want to do that thing, why should we not do that right. thing? That's a difficult question to it answer. Is. Now, and in it, society, it has bigger effects because you can't just turn off your computer right. and step away from the internet. Right. It, but so I, I, I think it has to be held to a higher bar. But as it relates to the internet, I don't see a problem in saying, well, 
I guess we'll just have right. to let that. Uh, I guess so, we'll have to let sleeping dogs lie. As for me, though, as a conservative, as a small government conservative, I I, I am not so naive as to think. So I'm not. I, I I avoid the libertarian point of view simply because I believe that libertarianism leads to anarchy. The end. Mm. The end of the the end of libertarianism leads to anarchy. Just I, I don't know if do. I agree. I don't know if I agree with that. So libertarianism is the least amount of government control possible. Right. Right. It's it's not. It's it's well, just to the, the it's true just to the, It's just to the right of anarchy. Right. Well, I would say mainstream libertarianism. I would I would say the modern, the Ron Pauls the Rand Pauls right. the mainstream but, but those guys aren't the mainstream libertarians anymore. Ron Paul's kind of been pushed out of his own party. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. If you sat down and talked with Ron Paul and Rand Paul, I don't think that they would take the same stance on legalizing marijuana as what the mainstream libertarianism is, and they don't. They certainly don't take the same view on abortion as mainstream libertarianism. Hold, let's back up. What modern, do you mean by- li- modern libertarianism is moving farther and farther towards anarchy. I think people I like I think people like you who actually take the time to understand what libertarianism is are becoming a dying breed. Yeah, I I I I I think I respectfully disagree with you. So as far as it relates to marijuana, I mean every libertarian I've ever talked to has said the government just doesn't have a right to tell an individual what they can and can't put into their body. Right. But that extends but beyond do. marijuana. But that extends. Well, hold on. Not we. I'm not talking about what we do. We do tell people about marijuana, caffeine, everything else. I'm saying what you should be able to right. do. The government has no right. They should have no right to tell people what they can put into their body. Right. Uh, and that would extend, of course, libertarian would tell you that would extend beyond marijuana. Right. Meth, coke, whatever. Heroin. It's your yeah. body. Right. You choose what you want to do. Now, once you do it. Don't come asking to me for money to fix it. Right. And if you try and break into my house to steal money to support your habit, you're going to get what's coming to you. Right. But you do what you want to your body. It's your body. See, but that and that to me, that is that is essentially anarchy. You can do no. whatever you want. But if you try to come no, after me to well, do it, I'm going to I'm going to. So, here, so here's what it is. It's you can do whatever you want until you step over a line that begins to infringe on my rights. In other right. words, you want to sit in your own house and get high on meth, knock yourself out. When you step out of your house and come into my house and try to break into my house, now we've crossed a line. And if the police right. can get there first, then I guess your life might be saved. If the police can't get there first, then I guess you're going to wind up with a bullet right. in your face. So where, then, then that's that's the next question: is where where is that line drawn? Because the moment you step out of your house, cooked out on heroin, mm-hmm. you become a danger to society. No. The moment you take action that becomes dangerous to somebody else, you become a danger to society. If I'm just walking around the street high on meth. I mean, I, you've probably seen people. I mean, it, oh, yeah. I've, I've been around yep. people. Yep. I mean, you watch I'm them former, carefully. I'm a former addict, yeah. Yeah, so you watch them carefully, but uh, but I would say the moment that they go to you know hurt somebody or climb into a vehicle or, or any of those things, then you either arrest them or, you know, take yeah. action. Yeah. I, I, and again, that's a liberty. Uh, that's not my view. Right. That's, that's the liberta- view of libertarian, but right? I and I and that's why I say I think I think the modern libertarian, the Rand Paul Libertarian Party, the Ron and it's not, maybe not even the Rand Paul, but the Ron Paul mm-hmm. Libertarian Party is certainly Ron Paul a, fought for pasteurized milk. I would imagine that Ron Paul would agree with legalized marijuana. I don't think he. I think he's come out quite really? a few times and and spoken against it, if oh. I remember correctly. I, I guess I haven't followed. I ha- yeah, it's and it's been a long time since Ron Paul's been been. No, well, relevant, so, really. Uh, so, I mean, a cursory Google search says that Ron Paul called for the firing of Jeff Sessions because he wouldn't call for the legalization of marijuana, for what that's worth. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah look at that. We, well, we'd have to know. We'd have to dig into it a little bit. But yeah. anyway, the point is, I, I, regard that point aside, I, 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 I disagree. I think mainstream libertarianism is becoming a more popular, 
And I don't agree that it's that it's moving towards anarchy. I think that they stop. I think that they want to be as far close to anarchy as possible without step infringing on the rights of other people. Right. And I think that's where they draw that line. And I so the the the, the method I always use to people when they ask me about libertarian or conservatism, I, I asked the porn store next to a school. Right. right. That's the to me, that's the line that separates the conservatives from the from the libertarians. Right. If can I build a porn store, can I build an adult sex toy store right next to an elementary school? Right. And if you say yes, hey, listen, you bought the land, you do whatever you want, boss. Well, that makes you a libertarian. Yep. If you say no, the city should have some oversight and be able to say that's what's yeah. good. Right. And that's a conservative. See, and I just had I just had this conversation with my son yesterday because he's my son is looking into the possibility of 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 kind of opening an adult sex store. Well, no, oh. starting his own business of of some sort. You know, he's 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 seventeen years old, going to be eighteen in August, and he's going, hey, look, I need to kind of figure out what I want to do with my life. Do I mm-hmm. want to work for somebody? Do I want to start my own business? And he said, you know. I could just kind of print a banner, hang it on the front of our house and call it, you know, right. Kenny's yes. shop. Yep. Right. Yep. And I said, well, not really, because there's zoning laws you might mm-hmm. run into and, and things like that. Yep. And he goes, well, that's dumb. Why would that be? I said, well, I mean, you got to remember your neighbors don't necessarily want to have to deal with right. the fact that there's customers driving in and out of their neighborhood every day yep. and yep. the noise of machinery, depending on what kind of business you have and all that sort of thing. So there are some legitimate reasons for zoning laws, right? So anyway, uh, we're going to cut this episode a little bit short. We've got, I'm actually going to be doing two episodes this week um, because I'm going to be gone on the road next week, Monday. So I'm going to, we're going to record an extra episode this week and I'll release it like we normally do at the normal time. Uh, but we're going to cut this one just a little bit short just because we had some technical issues this morning and you've got and the things, sewers backing you've up. Got, that's, yeah, that's, you've got, you've got things, <laughs> you've got things you've got to do. I've got things I've got to do. So we're going to, we're going to end this one a little bit early today. Noah, thanks for stopping in. And, and I, I think I'm going to, I want to mention this real quick as we're wrapping things up. Um, I, I think we're going to dump the video. Uh, oh, cool. side. I think okay. we're going to dump the video side of the, of the Schmidt show podcast. It has just been such a nightmare getting the video to work and all of our technical problems have been related to the video stuff. It's kind of the way so, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we might, we might try to resurrect it. I, I don't know. That's, I, I think that's going to be something down the road when I can maybe afford to actually pay a video technician to, to yeah. manage that stuff or something like that. But for now we're going to stick, I think with just the audio podcast just to, cause we want to put out content. Content. And I feel like I do a better show, and you've mentioned this to me as well. Yeah, I you think feel like I do a better show. Yeah, because we're not distracted we're by the not cameras. distracted by the you know, cameras. We're paying attention to what yeah. we're actually talking about and turns into a good discussion. I mean, this so right. I, I tell you what, if you know what's what's the what's the feedback email? Where do you tell send people to get feedback? Oh, it's just uh Brad at, at uh Brad at the Schmidt Show. Okay, Brad at the Schmidt Show.com. Yeah. Let us know. Listen to the last 10, 15 episodes and then yep. listen to this one and let us know which one you like better. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and all of that to be said too, um, podcast.theschmidtshow.com. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Patreon, whatnot. Come help us out. Be a part of the show. Join us. Leave us comments. And uh, eventually we're going to maybe even get the phones back up and running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the, uh, that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot that I affects have your show, too. Yeah, I have, yeah. too. So. We'll get those. We'll probably have those up by next week, I would yeah. imagine. So. so, all right. Thank you, Noah. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds good. We'll be here.